Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back with more of the Bernstein and Holmes Show on The Score. Take us with you anywhere you go. On your mobile device, on the free Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. On your laptop or desktop at 670thescore.com. Or from home on your smart speaker. Just ask it to play 670 The Score. We've been talking a lot of coaching, about football coaching, the teaching, the consistency, the belief, and what it means. And this was in the context of the Bears as they made their decision to do something other than the big decision and try to work around the edges. And other teams have not, and the Bears are currently trying to find a top assistant who in the Bears system will probably be a little bit more than that, certainly depending on who it is. Well, there was a... a, a essay here by Drew McGarry, who is a former college football player. He was an offensive lineman at uh, prestigious Colby College in Maine. And he's talking about sort of where he is in his life right now. And he uses three examples. He, his uh, soon, uh, somewhat elderly father is, has been told by his doctor to go to the gym and work out. So he took his dad to the gym. Great. And he started coaching him on these scary looking machines that most People who've never been to a a gym would know how to use or use safely. So he talked about the pride that he's felt and how good he's been having to get get his dad going the way his doctors wanted him to. He then used the example of his nephew, who is a high school or middle school offensive lineman. And he said, hey, Uncle Drew, what can you teach me about offensive line play? So he did, and he went through some drills with him. And he's getting better, and he said he's he's pleased. His youngest son wants to play flag football, so he wants he's got his wide receiver gloves, and he's showing him how to catch the ball. And he was out there throwing him passes, and he talks about the how as he's aged, he used to be invested in his own success, and now he says he's enjoying being he's getting more pleasure from coaching others to do things than he did from doing things himself. He says, I make fun of bad coaches here a lot. I revel in their mistakes. I celebrate their demise. Coaches are responsible for my team, and therefore my personal happiness rests in their hands. And I prefer they not take that happiness for granted. The majority of them don't, and yet I still feel affronted whenever they fail. When they succeed, I succeed. So here's where he changes the, the tone of this piece. Jared Goff arrives in Detroit a broken man. Mm -hmm. He's a millionaire many times over, a former number one overall pick, and an NFC champion. None of that matters because his old coach, documented psychopath Sean McVay, treated him like crap before treating him like an unwanted piano. The Lions take him in damn near as a favor for the Rams, getting two first-round picks for their trouble. No one believes that Goff is worth a dime. And I'm changing some of the words here because Drew swears a lot. 
I certainly don't. He's a robot. He can't improvise. He can't go through his progressions without McVay telling him how to do so in real time. He's not a franchise quarterback. The Lions will use up whatever's left of him and then get on with drafting a proper signal caller. That's what any sane team would do. But the Lions, as you know, have never been a sane team. So they don't look at golf the way you and I do. Where we see a lost cause, they see something else entirely. GM Brad Holmes said, I never really deemed him as a bridge. I think everybody else did. Quarterbacks coach Mark Brunel. We wanted Jared, and once he got here, we embraced him as our quarterback. There's nothing better than playing for a team that believes in you and playing for a coaching staff that said, hey, this is our guy, and we're going to put the resources around him. And the Lions do just that. They built a top-shelf line. They draft vital skill position players like Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameer Gibbs, and Sam Laporta. They treat Goff like a franchise quarterback, and offensive coordinator Ben Johnson coaches him like one. A coach can teach you how to play, but not if they constantly expect you to fail. They have to believe in you. Read that line again. Uh-huh. Now, see, you, you, heard, you heard that as I heard it. A coach can teach you how to play, but not if they constantly expect you to fail. Sounds very familiar. That's why I'm doing this. They have to believe in you, just like you and I have to believe in the people we love the most. Their success becomes your own. And that's exactly what happens in Detroit three years after Goff arrives. Goff outduels the man he was traded for. And everyone, from his coaches to his teammates, is more than pleased. They're in ecstasy. This is what good coaching looks like. And it's not something you'll only find in the NFL or in college sports or at the Olympics. It's everywhere. It's in your town. It's in your kids' youth league. It's in your classroom. It's in you. You learn. So you might one day teach, even if you never intended to teach anyone anything. When the time comes for you to pass on what you know, you're passing on more than a bit of yourself to go with it. And when you see the light go on in your pupil's mind, your player, your son, your nephew, your daughter, your father, you'll be more pleased than you could ever possibly fathom this is why i teach now i think i would love to see this but like now do the packers now mm-hmm. do jordan love where he had to he, he sat and he wondered and he worried and i'm and he watched a guy do stuff that seemed impossible because of how unique that guy is and maybe it, he he watched the guy do it in a way that he himself never can or will yep but if you start hearing what the Packers said and what they committed to doing, and even now as they've be- just begun the rebuild, this idea of, belie- of genuine belief and making sure that everything that you're doing is done for the purpose of, at least in these cases, coaching the most single most important position in all of professional sports. It's probably why, Dan, like the level of anger I know on our show when we are talking about Luke Getze got as high as it did because it never felt like you were you were pouring everything that you had into a quarterback. It always felt like you weren't bending. And, and sometimes when you're coaching or teaching or mentoring, you have to bend sometimes to what that person who needs something from you needs. This this 
is exactly the problem with Matt Nagy. Yes. This is exactly the problem with Luke Getze. It's the it's the rigidity of this is the way that it's done, and this is I'm strictly going to teach from my syllabus. It's more than that. It's when asked about Justin, he would answer about Andy. And how damaging that is. Yes. How and, and the message it sends to your team? The message is in, when asked about Justin, he would say the first name out of his mouth would be Andy. Especially since at that point in his career, Andy Dalton would probably be okay with you answering the question about Justin. Like, not, he had already accomplished what he had accomplished as an NFL quarterback, that he was already starting to shift to what he's going to be for the next three years, which is an ear for a younger quarterback, a good guy to have in the quarterback room. It's frustrating as all get out. And, and I'll, I agree with Drew. I, my experience is like that. Like I, it's so funny because I was um, at some point, Ray and I are going to have a, have a, have a, a beer and I'm going to, I'm going to have the kick him out the nest speech that I usually have with my producers. Mm-hmm. Once he tells me all the man cow stories and everything else, we still got to do that. We decided while you were gone that we have to set aside a segment someday for Ray to tell us all his stories of Radio Woe. Because he's... That Radio Row. Yes, Radio Woe. Radio Woe. Yeah, that we've got to do that. Sounds but, like a good week between championship weekend and Super Bowl. Perfect. I agree, studs. But, like, there's nothing better. Like, when I was hosting the nighttime show or the, the solo show, there's nothing better than when someone graduates. When someone, when Ostrowski graduates and he leaves, and now he's like built this empire as the sports betting guy. When he's not sick. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I mean, too many kids, and he's out here actually that coaching dude, too. That, so we need to get the guy a gamma globulin too, shot. Too or many kids. Yeah, yeah there's this. I mean, when when Herbie is talking about going over to CHGO and he graduates, when Tony goes to NBC Sports Chicago and he grad, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. There's nothing better than just like, oh, okay, I played like a small role. Or when I hear back from students that have gotten their first job and. It's an incredible feeling. And when you realize that not everyone needs the same thing. And and they're not asking you for the same thing. Like what Tony needed was completely different from what Herbie and Joe needed. Like he needed me to be a different person. And I think it ended up making me better because you're like, okay, I need to. Tony's a little different. Mm -hmm. I got to figure out a way to bend who I am to help him get to where it is that he wants to go. I haven't done a lot of coaching or teaching. You've done a lot. You did it for me, Dan. No. Okay. No, I didn't have that. Dan Dan is going to act like he didn't do this, but he was maybe the single most important influence on reporting. And 
I know that you don't want me to talk about this, but I will. When I got the job to be the Bears beat reporter, Dan wrote me a handwritten two-page letter about expectations, about what he expected when I took over the job as the Bears beat reporter. So that whole line of me going from being a producer to on the air and what Bears reports on the Boers and Bernstein show sounded like when I came on every day at 5 o'clock is, is directly attached to that. Like watching you do the job, watching Dave Kerner do the job, adding my own flavor to it, but understanding the expectations that go along with it. That bleep was really important because it, it gave me some guidance where I didn't actually have it. Like I was kind of walking into it blind. Like I knew what reporting was, but reporting on the Bears for the score means something different than anywhere else in Chicago. So like I'm super appreciative of that. So you do have it in you and in your nature. Then after that, you became like an asswipe. But- <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was that beforehand too. Believe me. But it was the, what I was. The, the, but the only time I really have done any coat was just as a volunteer baseball assistant for Jason's house league teams. You know, Jason didn't want to hear anything. I after he got to like six years old, he didn't want to hear anything I had to say because he was over at Bash working with the, the minor leaguers. And my favorite thing in the world, I've said this before, was on, on House League Baseball at Wells Park. I always volunteered to help the bottom third of the roster, especially concentrating on the kids that didn't know what end of the bat to hold, who didn't want to be there, were only there because their parents wanted them to play. And the parents, you could always see the parents pacing around because they were nervous and, and all of it. And I, like I, the travel kids, the, the good players, I didn't go near because there's nothing I'm going to tell them. They're, they're getting all their private coaching anyway, and the, the actual coach is there. But I always told the regular coaches, look, after your regular practice, bring over this, 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 her, him, 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 and we're just going to do hitting. Because I can talk to these kids, and, by, and I always promise their parents that at some point this season, they will get a hit, mm. and they will get a game ball. And that was the greatest moment ever when the kid – not not or even a, even a key hit when they would get one and it would bounce through and that kid standing on first base and with both feet like literally standing on the base and you knew that after the game that there was going to be that game ball for that kid is like what we did yesterday with D'Amico Ryan's and you just hang right there and just play the quarterback mm-hmm. play the quarterback as soon as he snapped step in front of it go pick yes, tell you I'm telling you I'm telling you Fourth and two from the Browns, 33. It's picked off. Here we go to the left, 25, 20, 15, 10-5. Touchdown, Christian Harris. How about it? And what's great for the coach or the teacher is you tell a student something. You tell a mentee something. And they see it work. And they will come back to you and say, is there more? Mm Mm-hmm. What more would you like? I need more. Mm-hmm. And there's that feeling is amazing when when you when you help someone do something and they may have had like a rough time with it and you say, "Well, here's some ways that you can attack it." And they pick one of those and they go, "It worked. It worked." Well, now I want to do blank. What else works? Do you know it? It's the, the way I describe my Gen Z students, a little different than the millennial ones. 
my Gen Z students are like, hey, old guy, do you know stuff? And I'm like, yes, I know stuff. Would you be willing to tell us this stuff that you know? Absolutely. Is That's it, why is I'm Isn't that why you're, we're doing this? Isn't that the... And then they're like, great, because people don't tell us stuff. And you're like, well, I know stuff, and I can tell you stuff. Put your phone down, and we'll tell you stuff. And I will tell you stuff. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.